Hi folks, it's the FPL General here recording another episode of my 59th Minute FPL podcast. I'm recording on Wednesday morning the 24th of April. So looking ahead to the final three game weeks of the season now, it's it's hard to believe where the time has gone. Definitely the fastest season uh, I've ever played. Anyway, the time has just disappeared. Just three just three game weeks to go now, so it's the it's the final stretch. So there's there's two games left to go in double game week 35 tonight. We've got Wolves, Arsenal, and the big Manchester derby as well. So the dust has yet to settle on the double game week but I will touch on how it's gone for me so far um, I'm also going to talk about a few players who are on my watch list for the final three game weeks take a few questions from Twitter look at the captaincy for game week 36 and and just talk about my potential transfers as well so going to get straight into it Game double game week 35 um, I better talk about my transfers first of all, because it was a bit of a a bit of a disaster as usual. So, in the end, I took a minus four, got rid of Camarasa and Jamie Vardy, who of course scored and picked up all three bonus points, and I brought in KDB, who I captained, uh, who went off injured after thirty seven minutes. Absolute disaster and Danny Ings as well was part of that minus four so he did absolutely nothing don't think he even got on the pitch for the second game for Southampton so went for the wrong Southampton striker in the end Shane Long was the guy who got on the score sheet you know going going back to Saturday afternoon um, the weather been lovely weather over the Easter weekend um, and me, me and my wife decided you know get out and make the most of it so we we're gonna we we're gonna head out on Saturday afternoon but I said to her you know do you mind if I just watch the the Man City game first because you know I've I've got De Bruyne I've got him capped and she said right what's that and then as soon as that, that's over we're going so sat down you know made a nice nice cup of coffee put my feet up started watching the City game getting ready to watch De Bruyne's points rolling and then you know 37th minute he took a shot and he went down injured and I just couldn't I just couldn't believe it you know well I could believe it because every player I've brought in this season something similar has happened but you couldn't make it up, really. You know, I brought in De Bruyne as a big differential, especially in Elite 64. I had a look at the rivals around me. Not many people had him, so I seen him as my opportunity to maybe make up some ground. Um, brought him in, gets injured, just sums up my season, really. Um, and, you know, I, I just, as soon as as soon as soon he went off, I just switched off the TV and I said to my wife, you know, I'm ready to go now. Let, let's go to the park. And she said, is that game over already? And I said, yeah, yeah, game's over. It was only half time. So went out, went to a nice park, Rook and Glen Park. Any of my Scottish listeners will know Rook and Glen Park, a very nice park in Scotland. Went there to forget about FPL, uh, left my phone at home, uh, sat there enjoying the sunshine. And then three kids decided to start playing football beside us. And one of them, of course, was wearing a De Bruyne Man City shirt. You, you just, you couldn't make it up. Um, and he, he, even, he even went down crying at one point holding his leg you know as if you know the, the, the universe is just against me this season and whatever I've done whoever I've upset you know someone has definitely put a spell on me and I just hope that with uh, with the season finishing and, and moving into next season that that spell will be hopefully over and, and things can go back to normal for me because it's been it's been laughable this season and, and all I can do is laugh about it and you know I'm Someone who has learned over the years not to take the game too seriously and, 
you know, I've, I'm still enjoying the season despite it not going well for me uh, rank wise. Um, but that was a another another kick in the teeth for me at the weekend. So let's see what what else is going to happen between now and the end of the season. So that was my transfer disasters, Vardy. I fully expected Vardy to punish me. Uh, any you know, selling them. I had talked him up, talked up that West Ham game for him. I thought it was a good fixture for him, but again, it was it was kind of a calculated gamble I took that Vardy was you know Vardy was kind of highly owned around me in Elite sixty four. Um, so I, you know, I took a chance on getting rid of him and you know banked on Ings possibly outscoring him, but obviously it didn't work out. So, a couple of questions on Vardy coming later in the podcast. So I'm just opening up my team here to have a quick look how things stand before the Wednesday night game. So I'm on 73 minus four, so 69, which is not bad. The you know despite you know it's not bad considering I had De Bruyne a captain. Uh, the bench boost itself, uh, Matt Ryan 12, and then the three Southampton lads very disappointing. Valerie with one. We got very unlucky with his illness at the wrong time. Ward Prowse, just three points as well. You know, very unlucky again that he had to play right wing back because of Valerie's absence. I think he played right wing back in both games, so that obviously limited his you know potential. From of attacking returns from open play, he was actually very lucky not to get sent off in the first game. So I'm kind of counting my blessings that I've got three points from Ward Price because it could have easily been a, a minus one. Uh, and Danny Ings, as I said, very frustrating there. So the bench boost got me 18, which it's not really, it's not, it's not super, but you know I'll take it. I've had, I've had definitely had worse bench boost in the past. So thanks to Matt Ryan really for the for the 12 points in that one. Yeah, uh, apart from that. Trippier came in with a nice nine points last night, and Ericsson as well. Although you know Ericsson wiped out the Duffy and Ryan clean sheets, but at least at least I owned them and, and got nine points from from Ericsson. So apart from that, not an awful lot else. So I've got three players tonight. I've got Jimenez, Aguero, and Kolasinac. So I'm you know I'm expecting to drop back tonight because I don't have any of them captained. I, I think I'm on I'm on a 50k green arrow at the moment, but again, you know, I expect to fall back tonight with the likes of Sterling and those players probably going to punish me as usual. So, moving on now, you know, looking ahead rather than backwards, looking ahead to game week 36 and the rest of the season. So, I'm going to I updated my watch list yesterday. So, I'm just going to pull out a few of the players that I've got on it for the end of the season now there's some usual suspects here but there's also a few left field picks which is you know what i'm looking at i may just finish you know basically i'm writing the season off now uh, i think any hope i had is gone with that de bruyne disaster so i may just you know take a few punts for the last couple of weeks and just have a bit of fun with it and, and see what happens i've still got triple captaincy to play as well and i'm still not sure what i'm going to do with it I do have it on Manny at the moment for this week, but you know I may I may decide to hold off maybe for thirty seven or thirty eight. But I'll talk about that a little bit more when I get to the captaincy at the end of the podcast. So watch list. I've got I've currently got two Liverpool players. I've got uh, Manny and Robertson, so I've got quite a few Liverpool players on my watch list. The obvious ones: Van Dijk and Alexander Arnold. If I want to get a second Liverpool defender. Then the other option is to take a minus four this week for De Bruyne and get Mo Salah and, you know, possibly triple captain Salah. And I've got Firmino on the watch list as well, but I think I'm pretty unlikely to go for Firmino. Um, I just I prefer 
the idea of a second Liverpool defender to Firmino at the moment. So, a couple of Liverpool players on the watch list. Sterling is on the watch list as well. A player I haven't owned enough this season. I've got, you know, I've got the De Bruyne problem now, so maybe that's an excuse to move to Sterling for the last couple of weeks. Um, De Bruyne and Aguero are my only City assets, so really I've only got one at the moment, which, you know, it sounds silly when they're, you know, probably going to win the league. So I should really probably just get get Sterling in for De Bruyne this week. But again, the way my season's going, I may just, you know, take a punt on someone who's owned by, you know, less than 1% and just have a bit of fun. So I'll see, I, you know, I haven't really given transfers too much thought this week. I never really give transfers too much thought until the game week is complete. So until these games are over tonight, I'm not really, you know, thinking about what I'm going to do yet. But you'll get you'll get an idea of, of my thinking from this watch list. Moving on then to Crystal Palace, um, I've got Zaha, I've got Benteke on the watch list as well, and a 0.0% owned defender, Scott Dan, I think he's 4.4 million. So Palace, Palace are finishing the season pretty strongly, and they've got they've got decent fixtures as well. They've got Everton, they've got Cardiff, and they've got Bournemouth. Now two of them games are at home, and we know that Palace are better away from home, so that you know, slightly puts me off them, but those fixtures are good. Uh, Zaha's been great all season. I think he's got about 17 attacking returns now, so very consistent. Benteke has started the last two games. Uh, big differential. Uh, you know, Batshuayi seems to have, you know, lost his place now. And I, I think Hodgson was saying things like, you know, Batshuayi's on loan, so, you know, they're more interested in giving Benteke the game time with a view to next season. So I would fully expect Benteke to keep his place now over Batshuayi. Got his first goal in almost a year. So, you know, let maybe he can kick on now and, and finish the season strongly. So Benteke is one of those, you know, left-field punts that I might take for the last couple of weeks. And Scott Dan, you know, anytime I watch Palace, he's he's a magnet. The, he's, he's always a, a target for corners and set pieces. So... I always like Scott Dan when he's when he's on the pitch. There's always potential there for goals. So again, another left field option that I might throw in for the last couple of weeks. I've got Sigurdsson here as well. Uh, again, just so consistent over the course of the season. You know, loads loads of FPL points, and Everton as well. You know, finishing the season very strongly. Absolutely hammered my United boys at the weekend. Uh, scored a great goal, Sigurdsson in that game as well. So Everton have Palace, Burnley and Tottenham to finish the season. So it's not bad. Uh, and, and, you know, Sigurdsson could finish the season strongly as well. So he's another one I'm considering. He's still he's still a bit of a differential. He's still under 10% owned. Uh, a Chelsea midfielder now, Loftus-Cheek, has started the last four. I think he started the last four. He's definitely played more than 60 minutes in the last four games. Uh, could be an option. Uh, Chelsea finished the season with the play United next, which is not as tricky at the moment as it should be, given how we're playing. And then it's Watford and Leicester in the final two game weeks. So Loftus Cheek, I think, could be again another a bit of a left field option for the last couple of weeks. Uh, especially now, I think there's a couple of injury issues in the midfield. I think Kante may have picked up an injury, so I think Loftus Cheek, his place in the team looks pretty secure now uh, for the last for the last three game weeks. 
Ryan Babel, a player who has been, you know, performing under the radar for the last couple of weeks, playing in a in a pretty awful Fulham side. But Fulham have shown signs of improvement recently, and Babel has has got a few attacking returns. And it's the fixtures I like here. Fulham finished the season with Cardiff Wolves and Newcastle. So Ryan Babel again, another another differential I'm, I'm possibly looking at to to you know maybe make up a bit of ground and just just mainly to have a bit of fun. You know, there's there's nothing for me to play for now, so I may as well get in a few players that, that I like. Uh the last two here I'll mention from the watch list is Jota and Delafeu. I, I still really like both of those guys. Jota was extremely unlucky not to get attack and returns in that Brighton game. I think he hit the woodwork twice. I think he had six shots in the box as well. So very, you know, owners of Jota will be very frustrated after that one. But you know he could he could uh, he could go out and do it against Arsenal tonight. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see that. And Delafeu obviously went into the double game week with a, with a flag, which put most people off him, including myself. And he comes away with a brace. So I think he got a yellow card in the second game, which is not ideal. But Delafeu has been excellent this season. Um, I, well, I, I say excellent. He's been excellent in in certain parts of the season. Uh, I think the fact that you know Watford have been very good as a whole has really helped him as an FPL asset this season. He's definitely someone I'll you know I'll pay more interest to next season. You know I've been burned by him a lot in the past, but he is starting to show you know a little bit more consistency, and I think he could be a good asset next season. But obviously he's going to get a he's going to get a price hike, which which will probably put us off. So that is a few of the players on my watch list for the last couple of weeks. There's probably a you know you'll you'll. There's probably a few there you can take away from that. Whether you're, you know, doing well, you're probably looking at the usual suspects that I mentioned. And if you're like me, and you're you're writing your season off, you can maybe have a punt on some of those differentials for the last couple of weeks. Moving into the Twitter questions now, I've I've noted down five here. Thanks to everyone who sent them in as always. Just picked out a few of the main the main ones that cover some of the main talking points this week. The first one is from FPL Mark. Now it's it's Mark with a C, so it's 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 not me sending a question to myself here. Um, Mark says, if your season is up in smoke, do we just burn points and get in players that we want and have some fun? So yeah, that you know, this going back to what I've been mentioning already on this episode is, if you're like me and your season is up on smoke, you know why not take a few hits here and there, get in a few players that you think will finish the season strongly. You know you're going you're going to be looking at differentials really. You know, lowly owned players who have good fixtures and a bit of form. So, that, so that's what I'm looking at. And um, by all means, why not? You know, at the end of the day, FPL is just a game. And if you're, you know, you're not going to reach your goals now, you may as well just have a bit of fun with it and, and enjoy the last couple of weeks. Second question was from Martin Salen. He asks, "Is Vardy to Firmino a good transfer?" Now, I know this is a, this is something a lot of people are considering this week if they own Vardy. I obviously sold him at the wrong time before he got his haul against West Ham, but I think if I I think if I still owned him, I would be inclined to keep Vardy. Now, especially with the Arsenal fixture and how Arsenal have been defending this season. We know Vardy does well against the, the big sides as well. You know, you've it's it's form versus fixtures here really. You know, the fixtures are not great on paper. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Vardy just finish the season strongly now. He's in such such good form. Confidence is sky high. Leicester are playing well. So I think if I own Vardy, I would just keep him. Um, you know, especially if you're doing well. So when it comes to Firmino for Vardy, I just prefer the idea of a you know a second Liverpool defender or or even a third Liverpool defender if, if you've already got double Liverpool defence. 
I'm just not overly keen on Firmino. He hasn't really done it for me this season. I know he's got plenty of returns and he just hasn't been consistent enough. And you know he does get taken off early from time to time, and he and he does find himself on the bench sometimes as well. So I much prefer you know someone like Van Dijk to Firmino and just keeping Vardy. Next question came in from Eugene. Eugene asks, are United players worth investing in? And the, the simple answer here is, or the quick answer I think is no at the moment. Um, obviously, I'll be watching them closely tonight against City to see if they show any signs of improvement. But, I mean, if we lose that game tonight, which I which I do expect us to as a United fan, you know, things, things are not going well. If we lose that game tonight, it will be... I think it'll be seven losses in nine games, which is one of the worst runs of form I can remember as a United fan going back 20 years. So it's worrying times as a United fan, and I think in FPL that's enough for me just to avoid them. You know, a lot of people are you know pinpointing these last two fixtures for United. It's Huddersfield and Cardiff. Yes, the fixtures are great, but the form is form of the players is, is pretty awful, and. I wouldn't be surprised if Solskjaer makes a couple of changes for those last two games, especially if we lose against City tonight. You know, we're if we lose to City, we're really up against it for the top four. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Solskjaer, you know, take take out a few of the big names for the last two games. So that that just puts me off. I think if I if I was going for any, it would be probably Rashford um, or Pogba. But again, I'm not overly keen. I'm probably just going to avoid them altogether for the rest of the season, and and hopefully, hopefully Solskjaer can put things right during the summer and you know. Ship out a few underperforming, you know, assets and, and bring in some fresh, fresh talent, especially in defence. Next question was from Fire Ant. Uh, this is a question about triple captaincy. So Fire Ant asks: Should should he triple captain Manny, or should he try and get Salah back in? Getting Salah back in would mean losing Ericsson and Vardy. So straight away, for that question in particular, I would just triple captain Manny. Because I don't like the idea of losing Ericsson and Vardy to get Salah. You know, I would much rather you know keep keep Mane, triple captain them, and have Ericsson and Vardy there to get you points as well. Uh, Ericsson plays West Ham and, and Vardy plays Arsenal. I would expect both of them to get points this week. So simple answer to that one is just you know probably ignore Salah, or maybe find a different way to get him uh, and just go for Mane with that one. Last question I will tackle this week is from Jay Ray. Uh, again, it's a triple captaincy question. So who is the best candidate for tri- for the triple captaincy chip? So this is something I will be asking myself on Thursday and Friday. Um, I'll be deciding whether to play it this week or to hold off for maybe 37 or 38. But my current thinking is that it's very hard to look past the Liverpool fixture this week. Against Huddersfield, you know Huddersfield, one of the worst, one of the worst teams we've seen in the Premier League. Already relegated, you know nothing to play for. Liverpool fighting for the title, must win, uh, and you know Mane and the likes of Mane and Salah, you know in good form. So I think it's it's not one to overthink, you know, especially if you are flying high in your mini leagues or in the overall rankings. I think this is a a very good opportunity for triple captain this week. The big question is, you know what? If you own Salah and Manny, it's a very tough decision. You know, it, it is a bit of a lottery, really. You know, you you could easily see both players scoring, you know, fifteen points, but it's you know you could also see you know one of them scoring fifteen and the other one blank, and it's just very very hard to predict it. It's there's very little between them. You know, when you take the price out of it, I would put them on a level a level playing field. 
uh, and really it just comes down to personal preference i think which one you prefer and it's very very tricky so i think you know if you only own one of them it takes a decision out of your hands like i've currently got Manny, so that takes a decision out of my hands if i want to triple captain a liverpool player this week it's going to be Manny, and i just you know pray to god that he does outscore salah um so I think, you know, it's it really just comes down to personal preference, how you feel about the Liverpool attackers. Uh, a lot of people are worried about rotation this week with Liverpool. I I don't see it. I don't I, I don't think I don't think Klopp will rest anyone. I don't think he can, even though it is Huddersfield, they can't afford any slip ups. Um and the the fact that it's a Friday game and I think the Champions League game is not until Wednesday. I could be wrong on that, but if it is Wednesday, you know, even if it is Tuesday, there's 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 plenty of rest time in between to get themselves ready for that one. So when I see the Liverpool team sheet on Friday, I fully expect to see, you know, Mane, Salah, Firmino, all of them. Um maybe in defence, maybe there's, you know, more room for rotation. It's probably less risky. So, you know, you could see the likes of Robertson or Trent getting a rest this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. I think I'd be. I think that's more likely. You know, I think the fullbacks are possibly more likely to get rotated than the likes of Manny and Salah. But again, we just don't know. Klopp could surprise us all and, and make make a few changes. So it's very very hard to predict. The with with the defense, if I if I go for a third Liverpool player, which I'm not 100 percent sure I will, I think I'll go Van Dijk just for security of starts. You know, I'd know my luck this season. If I got in TAA this week he'd be rested at the weekend then so I just think I'll go Van Dijk instead because you know there's less likely less likelihood of him getting a rest as a centre back I feel I think he's more important uh, defensively than, than Trent is so you know Jay Ray's question was who is the best candidate for tri- triple captain I, I think it is probably Manny and Salah this week for for that chip Um you know there is other options this week as well you've got Spurs against West Ham so Sun is, is an option Um 37 you know you've got good fixtures there as well and 38 there's always plenty of goals in 38 but i do feel it's a bit of a you know it, it is i think playing any chip in game week 38 is a bit of a risk because there is always a bit of rotation as well you know you could see managers giving young kids a chance in certain games um but i do think you know if city and liverpool go to the wire and it goes to the last day you know, I think triple captaincy on the final day as well for, for Liverpool and City is, is good as well. And I think City, game week 37, play Leicester at home. So I like that fixture as well for triple captaincy for the likes of Aguero and Sterling. So there's plenty of options. But for me, you know, if I was pushed on an answer to the question, I think it is Liverpool this week against Huddersfield for triple captain. And it's it's probably what I'll end up doing on, on Manny. So there's your, there's your warning, folks. If... You've got Manny, there's a very good chance I'm going to triple captain him, so don't say you weren't warned. We know what happens when I captain players or bring in players, so um, watch watch Manny get benched now, or watch him blank and Salah gets, gets a 20-point haul. I, I put a tweet up just before, about an hour ago, before I started recording, uh, a captaincy poll, just a flash poll. I think there was about a 1,000 votes on it. Uh, the four options I put up were Manny, Salah, and then I grouped Son and Eriksson together, and I grouped Sterling and, and Aguero together as well, just to get an idea of what people are thinking. So, with a thousand votes, Manny came out with fifty percent, um, quite high, quite higher than I expected. Salah came in with thirty-one percent, 
Son and Ericsson got just 5% and then the City Lads got 14%. So going by that poll, it suggests that Manny is more popular. Uh, you know, among my followers, anyway. So you know, you, you can't read it. You can't read too much into these these polls. You got to take them with a pinch of salt. And uh, you know, you'll you'll always have people voting on the polls as well, based on who they own. So if they own Manny, you know, there's a good chance they won't vote for Salah in the poll. So as I said, I'm on triple captain Manny in my bus team. But again, you know, things could change before the weekend. I haven't given my transfers any thought yet. So depending on who I bring in, that might change my captaincy uh, thoughts. And also, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it as well. You know, look at some stats and things like that on on Salah and Manny and these players, and decide whether I do want to go ahead with it against Huddersfield, or do I want to maybe go for a City player against Leicester, or do I want to keep it for the last day of the season? So really, I'm undecided. But I think you know, if if the deadline was this evening, then I would be triple captain Manny. Um, Manny's been Manny's been so good at home this season as well. You know, that's a, that's a big factor. I think he's been very very consistent at Anfield. You know, and I like that about about Manny this week. So that is an idea of the captaincy this week. Uh, transfers, my transfers. Again, as I said, I'm, I'm undecided yet because I haven't thought about it too much until the game week 35 finishes. Kevin De Bruyne will leave my team. The question is, do I just you know get a get a replacement at a similar price or cheaper, or do I take a minus four and get Salah or Sterling? So. I really don't know yet. Do I just, you know, take a punt? Get someone like Benteke, get Ryan Babel, get Scott Dan, all these kind of, you know, left field options I mentioned in the watch list. Uh, Sigurdsson, possibly. So, you know, even Jota and Delafeu, I think, are still good options as well at low ownership for the rest of the season. So, really undecided on captaincy. But one thing for sure is De Bruyne will leave. And I think most likely probably Sterling or Salah will come in, so um, just unsure yet. A couple of housekeeping points before I finish up. Uh, recorded Fantasy Weekly with James uh, last night, so I think it should be available Wednesday at 2pm, so if you're listening to this, it should be available you know, to listen to today as well. Uh, you know, More in-depth discussion about game week 36 we 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 go fixture by fixture uh for game week 36 and you know we pick out the players we like in a bit more detail in that one so check that one out when it's available uh as always i'll be taking part in the fantasy bet grand weekend tournament this weekend so this weekend the the friday fixture the liverpool fixture is not included so you've got plenty of time to get your team in for that on friday night or even on saturday morning um as always Fantasy bet is 18 plus and begambleaware.org. Uh, congratulations to Batista who won the Grand April, the big Grand April tournament last weekend. He picked up just under two grand for winning that one. And he actually, I was looking at his team today, he only scored uh, 73 points, which was enough to win the tournament. Uh, and he captained Callum Wilson. So he won the tournament with a, with a captaincy blank. So very impressive stuff there from Batista. So well done. Uh, what else am I left to say? You know, if you enjoyed the podcast, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FPL General. If you'd like more content, um, you know, I'm, I'm posting stuff there on a weekly basis. I'm, I'm go- I've started doing pre-recorded videos now as well on Patreon instead of live streams. I just find they work a little bit better. So every Thursday night, I'm, I'm taking questions from patri- patrons and, and doing a pre-recorded video for them. I've got the Slack channel 
and, and the WhatsApp chat there as well. So check that out if you're interested. All the links are on my Twitter account, at FPL General. Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, enjoy the Wednesday night games if you're listening to this before them. Uh, and don't forget, it is a Friday deadline this week. Friday deadline this week, Friday deadline next week. So don't get caught out uh, by those early deadlines. So good luck for Game Week 36, folks. I'll be back next week, probably Tuesday recording next week, ahead of Game Week 37. Cheerio.